All right, welcome to episode 16 of Balancing Chaos with Kelly and Gretchen. And we are back for our next episode, and we got a huge response to the one from last week. Um, It's our most downloaded episode by far. So if you have just listened to us based on last week, I hope you are joining us this week, and I hope that you are enjoying listening to us this week. Um, We are really... I don't know. It it was I was impressed with how many people even messaged me to say, I just made an appointment. I just took care of this. I'm taking care of it now. I felt like it was. Did you get messages like that? Oh, yeah. And I got a lot of text messages. Best, best podcast episode ever. Best ever. Thank you so much to Jamie. (laughs) Sharing a very personal story. And definitely. And it is a personal story. And it is. I have messaged her to say, hey, I have gotten messages saying we now have people who have said that they are going to take care of this. And she was like, totally worth it. So that was her goal in sharing her story, which was a personal story to make sure that people got life insurance, term life insurance, Mm -hmm. I need to clarify, and and started getting your stuff in order. So my check-in for this week is that I have... My, I'm holding it up. You can't see it because it's a podcast. But I have my start here folder, my nice. red folder. I'll get a picture for everyone. For <laughs> there we go. And I, it's, um, it's actually currently empty. But I also we put a Google Doc up on our Facebook group, and I have gone through and filled that out and put in all the account numbers. And I actually printed off like the last month or the last quarter statements for all of our accounts. And I was like, I'm just going to put all that together. Um, one of our people asked if we were nervous about someone breaking in and getting that information. And Jamie wasn't worried. I know that I'm not worried because the stuff that I would be cautious about would be form like social security cards and birth certificates and identity theft issues. And I'm not putting that in this folder. I'm actually saying it's in the safety deposit box, which you can't access easily at all because that's not something that would need to be accessed easily, but at least tell somebody where they can go find it when they need to find it. So, so I'm not too worried about it getting stolen, but it'll be nice to have, it was nice to kind of go through and be like, all right, this is all the information in one place. We now have it all together. So that was, that's my check-in and I've been filling out my, you need a budget. I did our, we did a swim trip yesterday and I put all those numbers in, which the price has gone up there, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought kids were cheaper. No. No. They cost too much. Yes. <laughs> That's why I don't have three. <laughs> exactly. So today we are going to talk about friendships and making friends and keeping friends and how you find friends. So you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I think this is a really interesting topic because I, when I was in college, well, I guess we can start all the way back when you're in grade school. You're almost into, it's not forced friendships, but you don't have to try that hard to make friends because you're in school and then you're in after school activities and it's almost self-selection process to people who are like you because if you're like Gretchen and I, we all know that we were cheerleaders once in our day. So, <laughs> so you, tend, you tend to join activities or clubs with people who are like-minded and then there's always opportunities for that. And then I know when I was in college... I had the time of my life with my best friends and we lived together, we had the same jobs, we were all in the same major, we spent every waking moment together and of course on college campuses there's always something fun to do. And when we graduated college, I find myself just wandering around so sad because it's not as easy to make friends when you're out of forced environments except for, you know, friends you have at work. Mm -hmm. So... Well, that's sort of a, that's a forced environment too. Yeah, so. totally. But I think for me, at first, when I first graduated college, it was tough because the median age of a nurse is around forty-five. So when you're twenty-two with no kids and you're not married, you're single, it it seems like that age gap is much greater than it is for me now. Now I don't even see age. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. You see, I mean, you see age partly because we've talked about this, and that you are you present very young. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I I know people. I'm paranoid of my own age, but I don't see age in you. Like I never think that you're that much older than me. You always bring it up that you're so much older than me. But I've never actually thought about it. So so here's a story. Speaking of age, from this summer. I was out west with my sister and my daughter, and we went to her pool. And actually, I, I think of it every time I put on this stupid bathing suit that I wore yesterday. Oh, that's right. I remember the story. This is funny. And one. so, and she had, I have curly hair, and she had 
like straighten my hair and I was like I don't know I just I feel like it makes me look old I just don't like it Ugh. I have and I have gray hair I've said before I don't color my hair and so we went to her pool and so it's my sister and her two kids and me and one of my daughter and so the woman looks up and does a head count and says okay one adult two kids one tot and a senior <laughs> And my sister whips around because in her telling of the story, she thought someone had jumped into line with us and was trying to get us to pay for them. And she's looking around and we're the only people in line. She's looking around. I'm like, Kate, it's me. She's talking about me. (laughs) And the woman wanted to crawl into a hole and die. So here's just a life tip for you. If you work in an environment like that where there is a senior discount available, you never need to offer you never need to offer yeah. anyone who is eligible for that senior discount is going to ask for it. And you never need to suggest it ever. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway. it goes right along with the same <clears throat> philosophy of not asking someone if they're pregnant. Never. Never. Just let them tell you they're pregnant. Yeah. Like if you are in an elevator and you are on the floor and I see a head crowning and you're asking <laughs> me to help, I'm still going to be like, are you sure? Are you OK? That's a really pretty dress on you. But no, never ask that and never suggest a senior discount. My sister was so upset for me. And I'm like, whatever. I'm 42 years old. And I told you this hair made me look old. Did you take the discount? <laughs> no. You should have. And you should have demanded I it. Been like, I, we all get in free. Yes, now. exactly. You call, and the, the woman really, oh, well, and what was it she said? She was like, oh, you never know. And she's like, I had someone here earlier who looked like she could have been 20. And she was a senior. And I'm like, this is not helping. helping. <laughs> Stop talking. Take my five bucks and let me in. <laughs> my sister was so, like, flabbergasted at that. So, anyway, so, 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 so maybe I'm a little more sensitive to age but even just having older kids like even in the pool yesterday I was saying it was so weird to be there with you guys who all have kids who are like six and under yeah I think and my kids are now both swimmers my littlest one is tall enough that she can stand throughout the whole pool and be head and shoulders above the water so I don't worry about her at all and I just kind of drifted like okay well I don't need to entertain kids I wasn't catching any jumpers I wasn't trying to corral them I, they were like oh where are your kids I'm like hey, they're out there somewhere I know they're I know they're taking air so I'm not too worried about it but it was very weird to realize my kids are big enough that I'm the I'm the old mom was it weird <laughs> or was it super relaxing because I saw you in the it hot was, tub uh, yeah Chilling. it was very relaxing yeah I don't know my kids weren't in there I don't know where they were but <laughs> It was, I had that same experience at the beach club this summer. I feel like, and I also feel like we should clarify that when we say the beach club, it sounds like you can almost picture Fancy. like, you know, you picture like cabanas or something. And our beach they club. They have cabanas. They don't have, they have, don't. they have plastic umbrellas you get from Home Depot. I love to refer to them as cabanas. Yes. Well, anyway, our beach club is very rustic and it's just an opportunity to swim in a nice cold, cold main lake. Yeah. So when I say beach club, it's, I don't want to sound like I'm that fancy because I'm really not. But anyway, at the beach club. Uh, this summer, I was able to read my Kindle while the girls swam, especially Ingrid. Um, if Will was out, I kept an eye on her, but she was happy to sit there and dig in the sand next to me. And I didn't have to worry about her eating the sand or running out in front of a truck. Or It was like, oh, big kids are good, too. This is this is good. I loved babies, but big kids are working out OK, too. Yeah. So you so you had the age issue and you're working as a nurse. Yeah, well, and I, don't, I don't like even that. know if it was just, yeah, it, both both areas. But I think part of it was my closest friends all moved away, so they didn't live near me anymore. And it's almost this feeling of just completely starting over with friendships. And, you know, you can work with people. For me, when I was working at the hospital, it was work was just too crazy every day. There was no time right. to meet friends. It wasn't a pace where you could meet them. And then when I moved, when I transitioned out of the hospital, it became the age gap was so severe that I mean I had friends but I wasn't gonna hang out with them after after work but then you know you so you get in these situations like huh maybe that person could be my friend <laughs> but you're how do you even start it so do you want to be my friend here's my take that I have that I've come up with and I do this with like social media too and um and I think this maybe this comes with age honestly is that I just look at it as if I if I think that we'd be good friends and I'm just going to add you as a friend and who's going to be offended by being added as a friend? Like no one's yeah. going to be offended to think, oh, someone wants to be my friend. Yeah. And if for some reason they don't want to be your friend and I've actually had this experience too, 
then okay whatever i tried but i feel like the general thing is that it's never gonna hurt to try and in my job so i haven't like teach like when i was a classroom teacher had someone you know that's kind of an isolating job being a teacher Mm -hmm. but being in my current job I have made some of my best friends there but also we all sort of came on around the same time we all kind of went through the same things together having kids um you know moving on in our careers doing you know other things having just we're in the same season of life and I feel like that has a lot to do with it too when you're going through that when you're going through those seasons together it's sort of a lifelong bond like you probably have mom friends that you've known for a long time I don't think so. No? I think part of no, it... And, and mine, I should clarify, mine, like, I have a couple mom friends from when Willa, Ingrid was a baby, but I started work when she was nine months old at my current job. So that's where I made my friends. So, like, they were, so, of my friends that I work with now, like, they, like, or my friend, a lot of them had children while they were at that job, and I had one at that job. But, but I feel like that part of being in that season has something to do with it. No, I I definitely agree with you. And I think for me, part of the lack of new friendships, I think I had one close friend in between my college best friends and now. And see, and I don't don't have college best friends either. So maybe that's part of it too, because I was sort of a non traditional. Yeah. So I get, I, I think part of it was me being just resentful not resentful but almost not even wanting to have more friends because I love my closest friends so much and that people could never measure up I struggled with this for a lot of years <laughs> I know this sounds wild and we're still very close friends but we, again we don't live near each other so it's not like you can you know pop over and record a podcast together <laughs> or something Gretchen's <laughs> cat just almost jumped on my jumped on my back and it freaked me out <laughs> but when was really cha- what really changed things for me was moving to this neighborhood and actually when we first moved home it was really hard at first to live here because people would we you live in such close quarters to people and I had probably in the first summer I was here I had quite a few people say comments to me that I found super offensive like, like what are you going to share well I'll say one of them was um my one of the neighbors said that I shouldn't send my kid to public school because he was too good for public school and it made me so mad it made my blood boil I wanted to move out of the neighborhood just because of that comment see and I think part of that too is also if you are looking at um when you're having those conversations sometimes you learn who you don't want to be friends with yeah exactly and like because it's like oh uh, and and I've had the I've had the experience where people have been acquaintances that have Facebook friended me and the first thing that you do what, what like when someone Facebook friends you what's the first thing that you do I check out their profile totally and check out their bit, profile yeah. <laughs> and so this person friended me and I went and looked at their profile and it was just a wall full of political content that I one hundred percent do not approve of and can't get behind and it wasn't like a random share it was like the only thing they posted multiple times a day and I saw that and I was like "Mm, you know what I'm good here unfriend not even block or hide like I was like we don't have a connection strong enough to warrant me dealing with knowing this is who you are I know and I now that I know that that's who that person is I'm like okay so that's who you are arm's length we're good yeah and 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 so maybe I'm the only one who does this but when someone friends you do you go and look at your Facebook profile to see what they're seeing? Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Crap, what's the last thing? What's the last five things I posted? Like, what's their snapshot of me when they friend me? I totally go and look at it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, good. Yeah, I go through my, all my profile pictures <clears throat> again. Yeah. I'm like, do I have anything in here? Because I, you know, we were at, at the college I went to, we were one of the first schools to get Facebook, uh, public oh, yeah. schools. Yeah. So I've had the account almost since the inception of Facebook. And yeah. so, you know, back in the day before it became a a worldwide phenomenon. Right. You weren't worried about Facebook the way... It used to only be for EDU accounts. Exactly. I had one as as a main EDU. Yeah. So I am still quite paranoid of it. And it's funny because, you know, that memory on this day app, or I don't know if they just automatically give it to you or whatever. I keep getting some that I thought, geez, I can't believe that's an interesting picture. I thought that would be down. I can't be. <laughs> I didn't realize it lived on. <laughs> but no, I think I, you're you're definitely reading where my evolution of um, 
making new friends and it's a lot of it has happened the you know I've made so many friends since moving here but I struggled with it in the beginning because I wasn't subjected to this many people in close quarters that were similar similarly aged to me that were friend potentials and I found myself getting frustrated really quickly like oh wait whoa the one day you said to me in the podcast (laughs) if I went to high school you we wouldn't have been friends because you don't fit into my box right right that's how I felt about a lot of people I'd meet them I'd They'd say one comment, and I think, well, you're not fitting and, into my and box. And I would say, in my, and when I said that, meaning if I was in high school, not ne- like now, like the evolution has been now yeah. that I'm not in high school. You can accept then I can, my I can moderate viewpoints. Yes. Yeah, I get We're it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I think it took me quite a while, and I have this really good friend at work right now. Um, she's one of my really good friends, but we also happen to work together. And I'd, I was processing all of this change with her every time. I'd meet a new person in the neighborhood and maybe they'd say something I didn't agree with. And and then finally I came to the same revelation that you came to is that, A, either you don't necessarily have to be friends with everyone you meet, which I really struggle with personally. <laughs> Shira will say that to me. She's like, Kelly, yes. you're too forgiving. You're too accepting. It's okay. That's why you could never be a prosecutor. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cl- clearly. <laughs> she knows I could never do her job. But <clears throat> so there was that. The other thing too that I guess I've kind of learned is my, my closest friends my best friends we've been friends for so long that probably if I met them today I may not feel the same way I mm-hmm. felt about them that's a really good point you know and I've just learned to love them and everything about them and I I understand them so people you know when you meet a person at face value and you don't know any history or where they came from or what influences their thought process or their decision making their comments it's not as easy to accept them as it is to someone as it is someone you've known for 20 years well and someone you've known that long you you know all their all their skeletons usually yeah. you know why they make that you know this person that i looked on facebook and said no I, I don't need to be your friend i don't have all the background information but i had enough to be like i don't want to continue down this path <laughs> right whereas if it was my best friend I'd be like oh well or, and not my actual best friend but if it was somebody who had been my best friend for years maybe i have a totally different perspective or understanding or whatever on that person that's because because that is a good point to think about people who you've had around for so long would you be friends if you just met randomly in a class today right it's a it's a really interesting thought and it's really funny that you said the social media thing because i don't know if social media has just evolved so much that this is where we're at oh i like you i'm gonna friend you on facebook but this year you know how every year on facebook it tells you it gives you some stats oh, yeah. on how many things you liked, loved, new friends. Yeah. Mine this year said, you've made 120 new friends. <laughs> and it's so funny because I have not experienced this previously. I mean, I would be, I, I'm, of course, I'm friends with everyone I went to high school with and college and way back then and other people along the way. But up here in this commu- in this area, I don't know if it's this area or just the evolution of Facebook. I get so many friends. I'll meet someone and I get a friend request. I it's, think part of it is that it's so just, connected. it makes it so much easier to coordinate and to, and to do things. I mean, the other part too is that if you, if, if you're my Facebook friend, you, I, I have like a, pol- I have policies around what I post on mm-hmm. Facebook. So I never complain about work. Yeah. I never complain about my family. No, me either. I might, I never post, especially when the kids were little, like I never posted pictures about oh look he just pooped his pants or oh look he's crying or oh look he's just thrown up isn't this a mess like those posts really freak me out like they really bother me I'm like "Mm, that's a real person you're talking about you know oh so you don't want to offend the child right because sometimes I like it I don't do it but I like it when people do it because the one thing I don't like about social media is it just seems to paint this perfect image people only share what they want people to know so then it makes everyone look perfect like I know it's not true Uh, I'm perfect I think for people (laughs) you are perfect Gretchen but you know how we were talking okay so we had this article I found this article and I sent it to Gretchen because one of our friends was asking us about how we manage cell phones around our families and kids and we had this interesting debate about that but um, the article was a call to Apple to basically pay for adolescent depression because 
people are blaming Apple and phones for adolescent depression. And Gretchen's like, no, I don't blame the phone. And I completely agree with you. Yeah, And I especially don't blame a specific maker of the phone. That's like saying we need to get the Keebler elves to pay for weight loss treatment. Well, people did try to get McDonald's to pay for it. Yeah, oh, they blamed them for obesity. Right. But I mean, you can't blame a specific manufacturer, a no, specific company. I agree. But with the and and with the like, so one of the rules for so for social media for like my kids is that they don't have it. And they don't have so they like they don't have it. And I feel like that helps. There's this whole thing about how, especially with adolescents and with girls, about how people, they get obsessed with their Instagram likes and, and like, if you don't get a happy birthday or if you don't get a tag, then it means that your friends are mad at you. And like, that stuff's going to happen no matter what, which sucks no matter what. And whether it's social media or whether it's at school or whether it's in a phone call or a text message. But my older daughter has a phone to go back in school with on the weekends she literally loses it every week like not loses it ground like can't find it Mm -hmm. and we have to ring it and try to find it remember where it went because she's not attached to it 24 7 so i feel like part of it is because i don't let her do social media and i don't want her to measure her value in instagram likes Mm -hmm. and half the reason my so my favorite social media is instagram and it's not even for anyone else but because i use chat books Maybe that'll be my favorite thing. I think I just changed changed <laughs> my favorite thing in my head. Chat books. <clears throat> I'm looking to see if I have one right here. So there's it's this service that connects to your Instagram, and every sixty pictures, it prints a book and sends it to you. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And You're so kidding me. Their photo album. So how like, much is it? Six bucks. No way. Yeah. And it's like a little. It's a soft cover little album, but we and it puts the caption in, and so. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I'm gonna. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm obsessed with pictures. Anyone who knows me knows I'm crazy about pictures. I've well, always I have been. a ton of pictures that never get printed. They never get printed. No, anymore. me either. And I used to. I grew. So my dad was a photographer, and the big thing that's going on right now is going through all the pictures at their house because he had a photo studio and he had a photo lab. So when I was growing up, we always, my sister and I, always had cameras. My mom had cameras. We were always told to get doubles or triples or every printing because we we didn't have to pay for them. They just were printed at the business. And so now my parents are dealing with. You wouldn't even believe leave the amount of pictures like they threw out a black trash bag of doubles and pictures of field trips my mom took her kids on 40 years ago that she doesn't know the kids anymore and so she threw those out and then they sorted out pictures for me and pictures for my sister and we're getting those so I grew up always I mean we printed pictures once a week we'd print a roll of pictures like it was just always happening and now that we have digital cameras we're like meh I never print anything ever Dave will Dave will send them to Target and go pick them up and then we have some prints and he'll do stuff with them but I'm terrible about printing them but chat books means I can go through and, and you can also edit like so it will say hey your new chat book is ready to be printed and you can review and be like oh actually I don't want to include that picture of the flat tire I got or whatever you know like if there's something stupid that you don't want to include you can remove it hmm. um, but it's but it's great so I love Instagram and so I when I share those pictures it's it's not really for followers and fans and all that it's really for me because i know it's gonna end up in a photo album in my mailbox Mm. in a few weeks that's so cool i had no idea yeah also i really wish there was some kind of i wish that they sold makeup based on instagram filters because Mm. i would love to be able to say i just want to look like sierra all the time (laughs) so what do i need to do like that's how it needs to be done not like skin color and oily or combination it just needs to be send instagram should sell makeup based on their filters because i'm always like filtering like oh that makes me look really good yeah doing that one that's going to be in our future for sure yeah i don't think that's that i'm in crazy so anyway so so with social media so i don't do it for likes all that i do it to get the pictures and the on the other ones i don't come like twitter and facebook i don't complain about things i try to only celebrate i'll complain about the government Mm -hmm. but i don't complain about people close to me and you know, so sometimes I see that catty stuff. And the same thing with kids and their privacy. I always figured, would I tell you, if we were in the middle of the grocery store, would I tell you this story and show you this picture? Mm. Because I think that there's this comfort in not being in the middle of the grocery store that people think that, oh, I'm just going to share this picture and don't realize the reach it has. So that's yeah. why. And, and I certainly don't. And I also certainly don't share. Um, I don't pretend like parenting is all you know peaches and cream when i'm with my friends in person there's a lot of stuff that i will specifically not even write down 
when I'm complaining about something because I'm like, I don't want a paper trail. I just want to vent. I want to just sit and complain and roll my eyes and be like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. and be done with it. And then it's done and not have this history out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another thing. When I was making new friends, new mom friends, I can't I really I could, it was a line the line <laughs> for me was mothers who can never complain about their kids or parenthood in general like you know those people you know those people it's gonna go fast you should enjoy yeah. every it's a temper oh, tantrum it's is just love heading happened to me it's just so wonderful like no you're lying it's a lie it's not it can't be perfect i try to be and i try to be really i try to be really candid when i talk to people too. like even when i was when we had shira on and she was like here's my advice when you go back some days are gonna suck and some days are gonna be awesome and you're gonna feel guilty about both but yep. that's totally normal the um the one time i will say the one time that i ever posted about my kids physical things was when one of my daughters was younger she would get sick like every six weeks and she would and so I finally went on and described all the symptoms and I said look I don't normally post this stuff but does you know I can't figure out what this is it makes no sense we've tried different foods we've tried different this and actually somebody on that post said that sounds like cyclical vomiting syndrome and I looked it up and I called her Pete and I was like I think this is it and it totally matched all the symptoms and so then we kind of knew all right, we and up for a while we could predict it, and now she hasn't had a spell in a, over a year. But it used to be every six weeks. But we would know. Oh, it's going to start. It's going to end by eleven. She's going to take a nap. She's going to wake up fine. Like this is we once we knew what we were expecting. That so it's the one time that I shared that information. I think it's okay to ask for help. But it was never like, you know, oh boy, Ingrid pooped her pants again. Ingrid had to not poop her pants. <laughs> you know, like but you know, I never shared that kind of stuff when they were little because it wasn't. Why? You know, like yeah. everyone knows that kids are going to poop their pants when they're potty training. Why do I need to advertise that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think social media is really good for for scenarios like you just said. I mean, there's been a lot of people's lives that have been saved because of people posting on social media recommendations or scenarios. Mm-hmm. But I don't I think it's complicated. I think I definitely am concerned about cell phone use for everybody in general. Yeah. I mean, I, it is concerning to me. I mean, sometimes I actually think we're our generation, you included, Gretchen, is better <laughs> at it than maybe generations beneath us and generations above us, even though the generations above, ahead of us think well, we're terrible. Well, that we are some of the few people that remember both sides. Right. You know, and that have lived almost equally in, bo- in both sides of the equation. The other one, too, that I would say is that um, the one that always gets me is when you hear these stories about a like an adolescent that has taken their life because of a social media bullying campaign. And I remember there was like a like a string of them. It was a couple of years ago. And I remember being like, "Look, we make kids wait till they're sixteen to drive a car. Maybe we should just make them wait till they're sixteen to have access to these things because they are prodding their friends on." There was a girl who was convicted of like manslaughter or something because she was telling her boyfriend to take his life and he did and there was a string of text messages and it's like oh you know and I know that that crap has been happening forever too but also you know so the the least amount of avenues that I can make for that kind of messaging to get to my children Mm -hmm. the better I am and every once in a while she'll be like mom can I please have Instagram like no (laughs) okay so do a lot of kids have it in middle school tons oh really middle school Fourth grade. No way. I see. I see Facebook and Instagram. I had. I had one. Um, <clears throat> spoiler alert: We're going to discuss the fat man in the red suit who comes at Christmas time. I had one who, uh, like, kids of friends who friended me on Instagram. I remember posting something about Santa, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't post this." I'm like, "Finally, no." If your kid is learning that Santa isn't real from a grown-up's Instagram. It's not my problem. It's the fact that your kid is on Instagram at eight years old. Right. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Don't ex- and 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 Facebook accounts and I'm like, Mm-mm. no. The one thing I the one thing that she has access to is Pinterest, and she looks up like life hacks and stuff like that. But it's still well, Pinterest is just a 
and even then or board for the internet really really right and that's the only one and then um but even like musically is one that kids like and she had that for like a while like a month but then it started to get real sketchy and there was like no i'm taking it away and she's like okay and i think it almost was a relief to have me come in and take it away mm-hmm. but i and i check and like i'm pretty free range and pretty like be independent but i still i keep a so she has an old iphone all of our iphones are old because we're cheap but it has the um touch id sensor in it it was one of my old phones and i have a fingerprint stored on her phone so that i can log into it whenever i want without knowing the code and see what's going on and just check in and be like oh hmm how are the text messages who's texting her what's what are people saying or what's going on and just to check in so i have that stuff i also have family sharing so she can't download an app anyway without asking for it from me from her phone which is kind of a nice um a nice way to manage that for a kid who I, I we really wanted her to have a phone when she went to middle school because she was going to be walking to and from school on her own that's when like the bus sports come in so you need to know when the bus is going to get back from the game or whatever so we did want her to have a phone at that time but I didn't want to give her I feel like a lot of people just hand him a phone and don't realize all of the things that you can do to kind of hand that phone over with some regulation and with some restriction you know, to do that so that your friends that you're making mm-hmm. in middle school have less ways to be an asshole to you. Because <laughs> they're all going to be assholes. Well, ma- middle school is a tough age oh, for girls, oh, especially. Oh. I mean, I'm sure boys have it too, but I know because I've experienced it. Would you want to live it again? Would, no. 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 Mm-mm, no. It's terrible. Because you'd have me being like, mm, I'm not going to be your friend because yeah. you're a freaking cheerleader still. <laughs> so when I did, gave that up last month. So when did you quit cheerleading? I think it was my freshman year. I think was the year I cheered. It was not a maybe you know of high school. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> so, so how did we meet each other? Uh, because you and James came with our friend and me to a meeting. Was it the neighborhood meeting at the school or was it there was some it was some community activism project, of course. <laughs> and I remember we came and picked you up and I, maybe like your mother in law was in town because you guys both came. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember where we went. And then we went and went to a another government meeting that actually ended up getting canceled. So we got fish tacos and beer oh, instead. That's right. So we did that. That was like, yeah. So but the first one, I remember James went and. And I forget where it was we were going, but it oh, was some... Oh, my gosh. We were at the the event um, to address heroin, the heroin epidemic at the Cross. Oh, Center. was that it? Yeah. yeah. So so we basically met through commute, which is, I mean, that's a, and that's been a great way to, it's a great way to meet people. But also, it's kind of like if you have friends who have friends, then you have friends. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So this weekend, I was at, what? so one of my best friends has that lives in town has my oldest best friend has been my friend since we were in first grade since we were six years old so we were literally think of Kim and who his friends are now and imagine them as 40 year old adults Mm -hmm. 40 plus 42 year old adults so we've been friends forever and my oldest best friend love him to death and he was having a party for another friend and so I went to that party and we went down and then I was like, oh, and then another friend was had some availability. And so I was like, oh, well, you should come out with us. So I think that's also part of it is that not being so insular that you're not that you make. I kind of checked with Andy and was like, hey, do you mind if I invite her down? Because she's oh, no. And they know her. It's fine. But not being so insular that like, oh, well, no, my my friend circles cannot intersect. Right. This is sacred. So be like, hey, why don't you come down? So she came down and so we end up having a great night out on the town yeah. <clears throat> but and looking and even with those when I look at that group of people like it's friends that I've met through Andy or it's um, <clears throat> friends that I've met through the neighborhood and then when you go down there then you see other friends that you've met through other people and being open to being open to making new friends as always and, and honestly and then when I was out I seriously friended two other people when we were out that night because I was like why are we not Facebook friends and one, <laughs> <laughs> and, on, and one of the people was like you know I've totally looked at your profile and you look really cool but I was like oh I can't add her and I'm like add me like whatever and that sounds really facetious when I say that and I'm not that cool but it's just one of those like when you're in a small city and there's that overlap and you're like why aren't we friends how did we not be friends before so now I have like 
two new Facebook friends and it's and friends that I would see out there. And, you know, and they're not I think part of it, too, is not insisting that anyone who's your friend is your very best friend. Yeah. Ever. That it's okay to have friends that are like casual friends like, hey, oh, you know, it's still I can think of very few people locally that I have on Facebook or you know social media that if I was like hey my van just lost a wheel and I'm on the side of the road down by Dice Arts I can I don't think there's anyone that would not try to come and get me if they could or help me out in some way you know so you don't have to be the very you know I wouldn't invite them all to uh, you know to watch me give birth mm-hmm. but they would help me if I needed to be helped thank god I don't want to be on that list <laughs> <laughs> you're a nurse <laughs> I don't like childbirth <laughs> <laughs> I am a population-based public health type nurse. Okay. All right. That's fine. That focuses on wellness, not birthing babies. Yes. <laughs> that's And that's totally fine. <laughs> that's okay. I'm glad that I have your permission. But no, I think, I do think that this neighborhood... Does she want to come home? <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I call Gretchen one night to come get one of our friends and she goes right into her liberal <laughs> mindset. I said, Gretchen, could you please come down and pick up our friend? Why? Because she needs to be picked up. I need her to go home. Does she want to go home? <laughs> Is this her choice? Did she, does she know she's going home? No and no. Now please come. Now. <laughs> and the mini, but see, but and the minivan showed up. Okay, that's what that's the important also, part of the story. But that's also that kind of thing. Like you're, like you knew you could call me. Probably Thank God it wasn't after well. eleven, or I just would have been shut right out. <laughs> like, do not disturb. No, you just call twice. Then that's yeah, all you have okay, to do. Well, now I know. So, but I mean, but then that's the kind of thing. Like, yep, okay, and so you know, yeah, I hopped in the van, went down, all was good. But that's a friend that you could call an emergency so you wouldn't watch me give birth fine even though it was i was amazing at it but <laughs> i can picture you being ama- pushing those girls right out eight pounds <laughs> huge babies anyway um but there's still like it's so every friend doesn't have to be your best friend and also like or book club so like the book club maybe that was part of it too <clears throat> how we became friends because i thought we met at book club I can't remember where it's, but see, that's the thing. So, like, but then there's another one. Oh, hey, I have a book club. Do you want to, you should come over. It's great. We switch houses. Okay, cool. I like to read books. And so now we've been doing book club for two years, a couple years that I've been over there. I think it was going on well before we joined. Well, yeah, it was going before we joined. Yeah. But, like, when I joined was, I think, was was two or yeah. two years ago or so. And it's totally, and that's evolved, too. Um, but you just, you know, you can make those friends. And, and book club, my older daughter is like, I never saw you read a book once during your book club meeting, Mom. All you did was drink wine and laugh. And I was like, we read the book before. Yeah. <laughs> I've read maybe two books in book club. I'm not very good about reading the books, although I'm reading the book right now. Yes. And how do you like it? Oh, so far, it's mostly stuff we've already heard in the media. Yeah. yeah. Fire and Fury. Is that the name of the yes. book? Yeah. Fire and Fury is our book club. Uh, it's probably going to be depressing, but I'm going. I'm in for it now. Yeah. I'm going I bought it on Audible so I can listen to it in the car and whatnot. <laughs> but no, I think that this I mean I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but moving home especially here to the neighborhood was really good for me in terms of friendships because I don't know if I was putting I think my box was a little my box of what a friend should be like was really conservative in the past you know I had my closest friends I didn't yeah. meet any other friends and then I'd meet someone they'd say one thing and I'm like well I don't yeah and then of course I had James who's really my best friend and we right. do everything together and then we were going on the getting out of debt journey then we went down to Boston and we were in school we we're very busy down there bumped along from one thing to another but I met when I met my friend my real close friend that I work with right now we've had this long conversation about it because she's like you're my first close adult friend and she's like it's so hard to meet adult adult friends but I actually don't think it's that hard if you live in a neighborhood I think a neighborhood definitely helps oh my gosh because most of my friends I mean now have sprawled out but it's kind of because of what you're talking about because you have a friend like I had a friend in the neighborhood when I moved here and she was in the book club that's how I joined the book club and she's gone now right no she's here oh she, you can see oh. her house right from the back of her house right from the front of mine. Oh, okay. All right. And then um, and then 
I met, you know, then I met you and now I've met Jamie and all these other people. I mean, it just multiplies once you have a couple friends. The next place you meet people too is, and you're just joining the public school scene. Yes. But that's where, because then your, your kids find friends and then you, and that's like a whole other, most of the, most of the friends that your kids have before you get to public school are friends that they have because of your friends. Exactly. And so they're friends that, that they know because you all hung out together. All right, cool. Forced. We basically forced so then, them to be friends. Uh, so then when your kids start making friendships on their own, that's like a whole, that's a, like that's when you level up in the friendship game. Because some moms, you're going to be like, oh yeah, this is totally cool. And some are going to be like, uh-huh. Yep. Oh, wow. I'm so glad they get along so well. <laughs> Moving, you say. So far, I've been really lucky, but Cameron is mostly friends with girls right now. And I like all their mothers. <laughs> and um, I really have been quite fortunate. And Maxwell, too. His friends at school, the parents are really nice. But I can see how that... But, because but I even, said it. <clears throat> I said my line is with parents. And I met them. You know, I'd go to... i try, like, a couple mom groups. And I just want to go insane. Because I'm a realist. And people have asked me before on our, our podcast, how are you and Gretchen friends? <laughs> <laughs> like, my friends. Because that doesn't make any sense. You know, but I thought about it a lot. And because I have... And now I'm breaking up with you. No, I'm breaking up with you. That's it's over. No, but I have... I I like... I really admire the quality of someone to just be their purest form of themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you, you're firm in your beliefs, you don't just say something because you think it's going to sound good or you think it's the right answer or... You right. want to look good for so and so. Like you're like, nope. You know what? I don't agree with that. And here's why. And you've to- you've been so <laughs> blunt with me so many times. But people who are more on the edge of fake, where I'm not really quite sure where they stand on an issue, they're not forthcoming or blunt. I think those people are much more difficult to be friends with than at least I know where you stand. I could completely disagree with you, but you're not well and, and sugarcoating. And it. we're friends enough now that you can tease me about it. Oh totally. Like guess where I went today? Yep. Chick-fil-A <laughs> spending all my money with the Jesus crew. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so and I also don't feel that you're um some people who are firm in their beliefs are just very black or white. I, I, I think that you're firm in your beliefs, but you're also not like well I'm you're crazy for going to church. You know that you know that uh I was looking at the information for the women's march and you know where it ends up? At my church? No, not your church. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh interesting. No, it ends up at the UU church. Oh, hey, and that's maybe where all the should speakers get a flyer. Are. So I was like, so look, here we go. So Donald Trump has led me right into a church. <laughs> there you go. Because so there's a women's march on Saturday here in town and my girls and I are going and we're making signs and Dave bought us the supplies. We went to the grocery store and I ran in to get milk and we had been talking about getting signs and while I was in there he actually went to Dollar Tree and bought us poster boards so that we could make signs when we got home. So Ingrid's <laughs> working on hers and I I think I know what I'm going to put on mine and we're going to go to this march and we're going to march and we're going to and the speakers are at the UU church afterwards so we're going to end up there but I was like see I told you this is the church like I remember I yeah, said you like you did <laughs> you said if I were going to go to any church I'd try that UU church because they're up there hosting the women's march because that's you know I, your, your church wouldn't even with their technology I don't, <laughs> I don't think so but 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 it's like but I can laugh about that and be you know but I, you know, I also think that part of it, going way back to the age discussion, is that at a certain point you're like, I am out of fucks to give. Yeah. And so this is who I am, and this is, and if and if you want, and also I think part of it too is the educator piece. Like, oh, would you like to know why this is bad? I'll tell you why I don't agree with this, and maybe you'll listen to it. But there is like, I don't go to Chick Fil A because they have, as a company, supported anti equality measures, and I do not want my chicken nugget money going to anti-equality measures. I understand it's very delicious. Great. They have a play space. My parents have taken my kids to Chick-fil-A out of spite, I think. But And they're not religious. They just Here's my evidence in. to support my argument. <laughs> which yeah. I greatly appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Oh, don't even challenge Gretchen on something. <laughs> Send her a little tiny text and you will get a war on uh, responses <laughs> of articles. To well, support her point. Especially well, so- if you give her a minivan. 
<laughs> if you I dealt have, the minivan in any kind of way, you better watch yourself. I know. Even and that's coming from someone who was even like, like I told Dave this morning when I was warming up the car. I was like, you know, if we decide to not go with the minivan next time, I think we should pull down that hoop because it's kind of leaning and it gets in the way of doors. And he's just like, whatever, Gretchen. But you know, so but. A minivan is a, a high-end vehicle, and I recommend it for anyone. I always said that, that with, and now everyone has one, but I thought, you know, like with your first kid, you should get an iPhone, and your second kid, you should get a minivan, yeah. because that's, those are the two things that are going to make life better for those numbers. I think the iPhone saved my life when I had an infant in Boston by myself mm-hmm. every day. I mean, James would leave in the morning at 5, 5.30. Sometimes he wouldn't come back until 1 o'clock in the morning. Yes, because he had this very intense research appointment. Oh, and man. it was horrible. I mean, he was, his, and he was as helpful as humanly possible on days oh, he was home. Yeah. I mean, you've seen him. You yeah. know he's very involved, and everyone who knows him knows he's yes. awesome. <clears throat> but it was horrible, and I, <clears throat> my iPhone kept me connected with the world around me. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. if we didn't have, if I didn't have that, I honestly don't. I think I would have had postpartum depression. Yeah. I, I mean, there's arguments that phones are causing depression, which I can totally see, but I can also see how they're helping. Yeah, exactly. Helping you feel less isolated. Yeah, less helping and with also, isolation. The other thing, too, is that it also makes those friendships that you might have lost when you left college. Exactly. I think that you're just young enough that, like, for, well, for me, I was just had a different college experience anyway, but also it helps drag that friendship on longer it drag sounds negative but it helps you carry that friendship on longer without losing that gap and there are people um one of the things i found when i was going through all this stuff that my parents keep sending my house were like letters from like i found a letter from a girl i went to a writing camp with when i was in like 1992 and i actually like looked i'm like i totally don't even remember her but i looked her up and she's like an investment banker or something in boston now and i was like yeah like i was just like i don't remember you but obviously we were friends and did you friend request her no no i don't think she's on facebook i dug deeper <laughs> you would like to know anything about anything I'll I'll research it for yeah. you no I just kind of but she had a really unique name so it was easy to figure out you know to figure piece together where she was in general but um but it was just like this it was like maybe think of like all these people that would be important in my life for a really intense amount of time but a short amount of time and then they're gone and then they're not part of that and then it's like oh I wonder what ever happened like there are people I think about and I'm like what was their name? Like, I remember their names sometimes. And I, but it was like people that I used to hang out with every day at a job I had in Phoenix or something. So that can be sort of interesting. So you think adult, making adult friends, because I've definitely made a lot of new friends since I've moved here. And of course I have great friends, my bestest friends from before. But I agree with you about making adult friends um, by going to community activism mm-hmm. meetings. And they're actually really fun. I mean, I don't know. When I was living in Southern Maine, I don't remember these opportunities being as prevalent, but I probably wasn't as open to them as I am now because I always have someone to go with me. Right. <clears throat> but, I mean, we have really cool activities here, like green drinks. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. And, and even that, and sadly, I mean, even that heroin... Meeting. But you made those. But we made those connections. And I think there was also the one that we went to the neighborhood watch meeting. Yeah. During the burglaries, or maybe that was the one that we all went to the first. Oh time. yeah. The oh yes, that was the one because the, the chief was so irritated with me, and this, this was directly <laughs> related to my age. I asked a really silly question apparently about dare. <laughs> Are we not doing dare? And he. I, what happened to the city? What happened to the city of Bangor? This wasn't like this when we were growing up. And he's like, oh, it was here. You just grew up. That's what happened. And Dare has been validated in the evidence to be unsuccessful at preventing drug addiction. It has been. Over and over. And well, I was, Dare oh, was. Sorry, Chief. The one thing that Dare was very successful at was increasing yeah. the usage of drugs by children. So that is something to know. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> you know it's one of the things that's I actually went so Gretchen and I when we decided to make this podcast I didn't think about it <laughs> all the way through Gretchen had a master plan yeah I just thought oh okay yeah let's do it it'll be fun and I really do it I, one of the primary reasons why I want to do it as a fun outlet because I most of the things I do all day are heavy 
and well, hurt my brain a lot. And yeah. I thought, oh, this is be a cool avenue to have fun and talk and maybe even help people like the red file um mm-hmm. podcast and other podcasts we've done people said oh i actually made a change because of that so i thought oh that'd be great but then i didn't think about all the ramifications of talking publicly into a forum where anyone could listen to it because speaking of research being a researcher myself knowing that there's there's not clear most issues are very complex and there's a lot of science behind them. <laughs> and to really fully understand it and know it all, you'd have to go through your entire um, dissertation on an issue. So I've learned quickly that I've got to be careful about making any statements. And Gretchen made a joke the other day. What did you say about what uh, I worry about? So I am totally fine. Like, I'm good with talking. <laughs> like, hey, I know there's, I'll find the link. I'll show you, I'll, I'll, I know I read this somewhere. I'll find where I read it. Whereas Kelly doesn't want to approach the podcast until she's figured out how to <laughs> do a full bibliography APA style at the end orally with, you know, <laughs> Smith, comma, Donna, published <laughs> in Vaccine Magazine, 2012 pages 11 to 17 New York City like she needs to have she wants the full bibliography ready before she talks I get nervous about talking about topics I'm not fully confident but but also talking about the friendship one of the things one of my goals with the podcast is that one of my favorite things some of my favorite podcasts are the ones that are a conversation because I feel like I'm I feel like I'm talking listening to friends talk so that's Mm -hmm. always been why I want to you know those are the podcasts I've always loved that's always there's some lovely highly produced podcasts that are like storytelling and investigative reporting and all of that but my favorites are always where I feel like these are people I could sit down with at you know at the pub or at the coffee shop and have a conversation with and feel less alone Mm -hmm. and feel like I am not crazy for you know I'm not crazy for not yet having a will there's lots of people like me that need to get on it and get the will so I'm less alone. So I like to think that that's, so that's where I come at it is, you know, that we can share all these resources and information and also the idea that there's a million people. So hopefully this would make someone be like, oh, you know what? You're right. Whenever I do get a friend request, I'm not offended or embarrassed. So I'm going to friend request that mom from mm-hmm. the playdates that I see all the time. Be like, oh, hey, now we have this information. I, the one thing I love about Facebook is when you get a friend request and you look at the friends and all that and you find someone who has mutuals that are totally disconnected from each up from like yeah and you're like how do you know that person oh yeah Yeah. i love that happens all the time yeah and there's um so one of my friends is at new york city and she's a food writer and she is friends with um a writer who works for the paper here and like at one time i saw like her i saw one or the other reply and one's comment I was like wait a minute how do you two know each other because this is like two totally completely disparate areas of my life like there's no good reason why you should know each other until like oh I guess you both have written about food and they had worked together on a project or something and it, and so it always like it always just whenever any of us comments on anything it always kind of cracks me up like oh hey well you know it's so funny we were at Dancing with the Star I mean I'm um, not Dancing with the Stars that's coming up I am going to that next week um <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Yep. And we're walking out of this cross center. And I mean, there's thousands of people. It was a sold out show. And all of a sudden, this woman comes charging after James and I. Hey, 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 hey. She's so excited. Hi, I'm, I don't remember what her name was. I'll just call her Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah. I see you all the time on my brother's girlfriend's Facebook. (laughs) She said, oh, and James, I know your mother. And this is so cool. I've been wanting to say hi to you. I'm so excited I saw you here. And we had a picture with her and I sent it to my brother's girlfriend. And it was so funny. But she was thrilled to figure. She had figured it all out on social media. And she came right up to us and confessed it. I figured out um, a... An, uh, an adjunct who was on House Hunters, I had seen the House Hunters and had been like, man, that voice seems really familiar. But I was like, what? No, I don't know this person. It doesn't make any sense. And I actually figured out from somebody else's Facebook, like, you know, she had posted and there was a comment. And I was like, wait a minute. 
And I saw like where she lived and I clicked through and saw that she had been on House Hunters. And so when she contacted me this semester about a class, I was like, oh my God, I totally saw your House Hunters and thought I was just making it up in my head that I recognized the voice. <laughs> yeah. If anyone hasn't like seen that, we had a Bangor main House Hunters. It wasn't even that House Hunters. Oh, it wasn't. No, it was one out in Utah. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, maybe I just think that maybe like it was just something about it was like, I feel like I know this person and I totally do. But it's somebody because um, like I've met her in person like a couple times, but she does most of her work remotely remotely oh. so we talk on the phone and right. email and stuff so it was like but the voice was like i really feel like and it was not like a crazy voice or anything it was just that muscle memory of like how do i know this person i, I feel like i know this person and it turns out i did but it was kind of it was kind of fun i have that every grow actually it's really weird to grow up here in one life <laughs> and then go to college you know in the area yeah. and work at the local hospital and then move away and then come back in a totally different um, position and live in a different neighborhood and then see people out in the community. Yeah. Because you see you can't go anywhere in this town without running into five people. Yeah. But for me, I'm always thinking with oh, the gym anywhere I am. Okay, I know I know you. <laughs> How do I place it? Do I know you because of work? Because I also deal with a lot of people at, at, from my work out in the community. Do I know you? Did I know you from before? Did I go to nursing school with you? Yeah. Did I know you from college? I used Are to you work from... At- growing up elementary school I mean it's an odd thing because I did not have that issue when I lived in Boston or southern Maine because I didn't know anybody I used to work at like years and years and 20 years ago plus I used to work at Borders and for a long time people would be like how do I know you we go through the whole thing and be like I worked at Borders for a long time yeah. like oh my god I used to hang <laughs> out there all the time Borders. yes I love it <clears throat> all right so let's Let's, so let's kind of wind okay wait down. I want to tell you oh, one more thing one about more research thing. so um, oh good research I was just making sure that your bibliography was ready? My child was um, being picked up from <laughs> school. Um, from day- daycare. So um, I was reading a study about narrative and storytelling mm-hmm. and how it actually promotes health for the exact reasons you just said. Oh, really? Yes, because people... See, I didn't need any fancy you bibliography for that. Yeah, see, I got it for you, though. I got your time to <laughs> So um, the findings uh, suggest that people who hear stories, positive or negative actually help them to feel less alone and they're empowering to make decisions whether they're positive or negative but overall narrative is really great for help so podcasts are wonderful apparently there you go so there's our whole purpose our whole vision is right there all right that's awesome you gonna share that link yeah apa mla chicago tarabian i'll let you do with it (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so pick your choice what's your favorite thing this week Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one more because yeah. before you do that. So I ordered um, one of Kelly's favorite things was her <laughs> was her lined um, shirt from L.L. Bean. And then she posted on her Facebook group. Someone, one of our listeners, saw that it was a daily deal and it was like 50 percent. It was something crazy, like 50 percent off and then 25 percent off. And then I actually had a coupon from something I'd ordered over Christmas. So I ended up getting it for nine dollars is how much I paid wow, for that Wow, no way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you said 24. Well, it was, and then I had coupons, so it was like $9. Oh my gosh. So, that was, so and I got it, and it is super warm. Like, I put it on, and it was like mm-hmm. insanely warm. And I was like, this is almost creepily warm, and it's great. Except for that, the color didn't look quite right, and I really wish that they made them in colors that are in prints that were a little bit more feminine and a little less lumbered. And I live in the lumber capital of the world mm-hmm. from the 1800s and it's a little too lumberjack for me mm-hmm. and I showed it to Dave and Dave was like mm, I don't like the co- I don't like the shoulders it looks too much like a suit jacket I don't want one that was oh really I'm like what okay maybe fine. you should say James and his yeah exactly so James needs to come over and like yeah, model it. but for nine dollars it was fine but I was like but there you go so there's a favorite thing that L.L. Bean could, could sponsor us there we go that was one of my friends that I made I actually left college. a comment I left a review on it actually you did yes. oh you would <laughs> well one of my friends that I one of my really good friends that I met after college um, she sent me she okay quick story about her I told you that I was Dave Ramsey Turbo mm-hmm. At what's above Turbo extreme <laughs> nuclear nuclear yes her and her husband they're Dave Ramsey nuclear. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. So anyway, she is the deal finding goddess. And she sent me a text about these being on 
Yeah. Clearance. She bought one too. So anyhow, she I didn't tell her your review and she sent me a text message this morning that hers came and she sent a picture of it and she said, very warm, not flattering. Almost the same review as you. I think yeah. you guys would really like each other. It's but I mean so I, I so I don't plan on wearing it out of the house. It'll be worn yeah. around inside, cold days. I wore it all yesterday evening and yesterday around the house and doing dishes and it was great. It has a pockets, which was nice. Yeah, nice surprise. Yeah, I put my cell phone right in the top. But even like side pockets. Yeah, I know. That so. just, I don't wear mine outside the house except I did wear it one night to Green Drinks but Green Drinks, their it logo worked. is literally a lumberjack. Yes. Yeah. And it matched so it was fine. Yeah. All right, so what's your favorite thing? Okay, so my favorite thing kind of goes along with our check-in. So I, I did complete my red file mm-hmm. and with James and we used your template. Oh, good. He started creating Excel because he loves Excel. And then I said, well, Gretchen made one. <laughs> and he goes, well, I don't want it to be public. I go, well, I know, but... Well, it's not... No, it's not meant to be public. I know. And so then he looked at it and he goes, oh, shoot, yeah, that's pretty comprehensive. Well, might as well just go with that one. So we, we did that and we also did our budget. And I would like to say that last week we committed to our New Year's resolutions the week before. And then we were... Then the next check-in, Gretchen said, oh, Kelly, how have you done? And I hadn't done anything well... We had recorded three days. <laughs> it was three days apart, and we had a blizzard in the middle of it. Because later that week, I thought, what was I doing? I, I'm terrible. But anyway, so we did our whole budget. I looked at my last year's expenses, and I did, we did really well. I had one of my listeners came in and saw my budget thing up on my screen today and was like, oh, I listened to that podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was putting in, like, yes, I spent $16 at Sweet Frog, taking the girls for ice cream after $18 swimming and really putting putting it all in there, which is good. Like it's, But it's also almost good to just be like, okay, oh. so this is how much actually we actually spend. Whereas before, I would have done it either way. Exactly. But not written it down. Right. And seem like, okay, you know. So we didn't we didn't track budget at all last year. I'm going to be totally honest, which is I feel bad just knowing how important it is that we didn't. But we did go back and review our whole year end budget of 2017. And we it really wasn't that bad. And I think just the years, the many, many, many years of being vigilant. Right. It's like it's like your eating habits. Once they just yeah. become ha- kind of habit, you're there's a lot of habits that save you money that are ingrained but anyway so we did that and i feel really good about it so we got the budget um set up and i'm using mint mm-hmm. which is kind of probably similar to your need a budget and after this i should look at what yours looks like but mint didn't used to be able to cur- correct connect to your credit card mm-hmm. and after a lot of breaches i stopped using my debit card and got a credit card even though i definitely pay it off every month and yep. it's we don't have debt on it but we spend everything beside outside of our normal standard bills um, on the credit card, like gas, food, takeout, etc. So, but you can connect your mint um, to your credit card and your debit card and any of your bills, and then yep. you can categorize it that way. So I really like it. So I love it. And like today, I made a purchase on Amazon, and it used to be you couldn't get very specific with how you're categorizing, but now you can you can see your purchase almost within five minutes from Amazon, and then I can tag it as household or Kelly. Yeah. Like I bought something for myself, and I <clears throat> tagged it as Kelly's clothes, so I can get even better with my budget. Nice. Yep. Well, cool. Well, mine. So I was going to do something different, but I think I'll do chapbooks because I talked about it earlier, and I and I might there might even be like uh, there's usually a referral code to get your first book free or something. So I'll see if I can do that. So chapbooks connects automatically to your Instagram account, and you can actually. You don't have to. You can actually do it without Instagram. You can actually set it up that you could even have a chapbooks account that you're like, like you and your husband share, and that you each send up. Oh, this is a great picture, and you send it to the chapbooks account. And after sixty pictures, it will print a book of that. It doesn't have to be Instagram. It just works out that Instagram is like the most mindless, easiest way for me to do that. Yeah. So and then. And I, it, it was $6. It might be like $8. Whatever it is, I got to put that in my budget, actually. Because whatever it is, whenever I'm happy, whenever I get it, I'm happy that I spent the $8 and then it showed up. And the girls get super excited, like, oh, a new chapbook came. And we have this whole volume of chapbooks of going way back. And it's really, it's a neat way to, it's a neat way to capture those social media pictures and your perfect Instagram life into a bound mm-hmm. cover. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <clears throat> not that... Life is not perfect, but no. it's okay to have Instagram highlight the the happy times, right? Yeah. Exactly. I don't put anything negative on my Facebook either, but I have a friend who always posts really funny pictures of her daughter having, like, getting grumpy or having temperature. She's a little girl, and it's so funny. Like, I actually, it's, the, her captions are hilarious, and I actually think <laughs> it's really funny. It brings joy to my day. Almost as much joy as your Bitmoji. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Bitmoji. So Kelly has oh her Bitmoji and she made us all get them for our text thread. And I would just like to make a little, like a complaint about Bitmoji in that <laughs> when you go through, you choose like 47 face types and 47 eye types. And when it comes to the body type, there's four and it's like invisible, a little bit visible, visible, super skinny and fat. Yeah. And there's no like in between. And so I'm a realist and I'm an overweight person. So I chose fat. And when you have the fat bitmoji, I'm like, you know, I'm not that fat. Why isn't there like a little bit better scale? Because yeah. it's like nothing, 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 a little bit more. And the little legs, it's got these tiny little legs. <laughs> I'll post a picture of my bitmojis. Giant inner tube around. And then Gretchen always, I don't know how she does it, but she finds the <laughs> most fitting bitmoji poses. Because if you haven't tried bitmoji, you should, because it is really funny. It brings life to text threads, really does. And so she, she'll do this one of her bitmoji bench pressing. <laughs> and I, I still laugh so hard I cry every time she sends a bitmoji of herself. Hey, I can bench press. What can I say? Yours is the best. All right, so that is it for this week, and we will talk to you next week. So from us here at Balancing Chaos, I hope that you find us on Facebook, review us on iTunes and Stitcher. One thing I heard is that you can't review us on Stitcher, the app, but you can on Stitcher, the website. Mm-hmm. And um, that'll just get us closer to our sp- sponsored by Stamps.com dreams. Well, no, we want to be sponsored by things we use like Plated and Diva Curl. I really want to be sponsored <laughs> by Diva Curl. Anyway, so if you want to leave us a review or join us on Facebook, we actually added a Facebook group this week so that you can get some a private group to check in on doing your red file or those kinds of things. Some people have been sharing some tips and advice in there. Um, join us there. And I uh, hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>